Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And welcome to another edition of Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander with you, along with Bunker de France yep. and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Hello. <laughs> Hello, you howdy, 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 and howdy. We are streaming you live. Re- wait a minute. You replaced Bunker with an old woman? That's <laughs> right, Sonny. What happened? Hey, you got dimples. Well, you know, he okay, does. Well, he does cross I dress, hope. you know. There's a, the only way that could happen, Harry, is because you she she's got an endless supply of urban. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, we are streaming. I'm a man of a million voices. He certainly is, and costumes. Uh, we are streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch. I, I, I like the, the White Llama costume. I really want to get this line out, okay? We're streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch in beautiful northern Tucson. Okay, so Get it out, Harry. Get it out, Harry. Get it out, Harry. Get it out. No withholds. No withholds. <laughs> oh, that was so okay. impressed. I'm so impressed. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right. What do you got going Well, I've got a whole bunch of stuff here. I'm, I'm going to start with a, a couple of announcements and then go into my weekend events. Okay. Uh, Okay, coming up is the spring trail ride at the Empire Ranch. It'll The ride will go through the La Cienega National Conservation Area. It's a ways off yet, Saturday, April 6th of this year. It'll be two rides. One starts at 9 a.m. That's a three-hour ride. The other one starts at 10.30 a.m., and that's an hour-and-a-half ride. Riders must be at least eight years old. Riders 8 to 12 must wear a helmet and be accompanied by an adult. And helmets are available for all, even you, even you adults that uh, fall out of the saddle a lot. Do, do they make the helmets look like cowboy hats? They should. They should. They should, but they don't. Okay, there will be a barbecue lunch included with, for the people that pay for the rides. If you come down with somebody and you're not riding, you can still buy a lunch and have barbecue with everybody else. You can rent a horse or bring your own, and if you need to reserve a ride, contact them at www.empireranchfoundation.org. And that's for that one. Now, this is this is a neat one. Uh, there's going to be a Robert Shelton memorial sale of mm-hmm. some, some of the stuff that Carolyn has mm-hmm. at Harker's Museum. It's here in Tucson at 6031 South Fountain Avenue, and it'll be Saturday and Sunday, the 9th and 10th, from 10 to 2 p.m. 9th and 10th of what? Uh, of, of March. Oh, okay. Uh, this, it's coming up next week. Okay. And I plan on I plan on going at least one day. Well, you're gonna buy something for us, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had this quizzical look when I said bye. Bye? <laughs> bye? Is, is that like, bye-bye, I'll see you later? I, I speak foreign language to Bunker. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, now, this is this is way off in October, but I thought I'd give you a heads up. All right. Uh, because, I'll forget because next they, week. <laughs> because they, they never, they never had, well, they had this there once, but the Wild Bunch Film Festival, uh-huh. which is held in Tucson now, yeah. will be done for five days in October wow. the 20th. 23rd through the 27th at the Galaxy Theater, and uh, just look up uh, the uh, Wild Bunch Film Festival, and they'll yeah. get more information. That's way out on um, in my neck of the woods there at uh, Harrison and or Houghton and um, Broadway. I think it's kind of it's kind of like kind of close to uh, uh, 10, isn't it? No, not that close. Okay, because there's a couple of theaters. I've seen them, yeah, but I've yeah, never yeah. been there. No, no, no. I guess there's more than one galaxy in Tucson. Well, yes, but I, that's where they were last year. Mm-hmm. Hey. I've been to several different galaxies <laughs> in one night. There was a there was this girl that had these tequila shots. All right, well, Captain. I'm sorry. I'm not going to talk about that All right, anymore. Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, uh, I want to... This is the... This weekend in history, yes. on March 1st, 1872, the Yellowstone National Park Protection Act went into law, making it the first national park in the world, hey. whole wide world. Now, on March 2nd, 1836, the Republic of Texas declared its independence from Mexico during the Texas Revolution. Mm-hmm. 
and the biggest mistake they ever made was joining the union. <laughs> and uh, March third, this is this is it. This is an interesting one. March third, sixteen seventy eight. That's going back. Uh, yeah. It's, and yeah. it, Madeleine de Versay, a French Canadian heroine, repelled a raid on Fort Verchères when she was 14 years old uh, in Verchères, New France. She died in 1770. But, you know, we, we talk about when the West began, where it was. Mm-hmm. We forget about places like Canada, you know, with the French. They were dealing with the Indians from day one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And, and got and along with them, unlike us. Well, yeah. Just remember what Davy Crockett said after he lost his congressional seat um, for the last time and he said, well, some of you might want me to try again, and others desperately don't want me to try again. So <clears throat> I just, the way I'm thinking about it is you all go to hell, and I'm going to go to Texas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he got down there, and he looked out one morning over the walls of the Alamo, mm-hmm. and he says, I've never seen so many damn Mexicans in my life. <laughs> Okay, I've got some stuff on Mezcal Tours. You want to do Mezcal Tours? No, you tours? go for it. Oh, it's just real simple. They've got uh, their tour <coughs> schedule coming up for uh, the first two weeks in March here. Uh, well, today and tomorrow. and tomorrow. Well, actually, no. Today, that's Friday and Saturday. Forget that. You can't go this week. Okay. But uh, the 8th and the 9th, they have tours. And they have the 15th and the 16th, they have tours. But always double-check first because some movie company might slip in there, and then you are you made the trip for nada. MezcalMovieset.com? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Or just, if you just put in Mezcal Movie Set, it'll, it'll get you it there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that's all that stuff. I'm, all right. I've had more fun with a sack full of elephants. <laughs> That's got to be a big, big. Did you sack. bring it? Did you bring <laughs> a shovel? <laughs> did you bring a shovel? <laughs> I got one out in the car. <laughs> pygmy elephants. I mean, pygmy, pygmy, not just pygmy, but pygmy, pygmy. Yeah, yeah, okay. They're, the, uh, they're like Shetland ponies, right? They're smaller. Than smaller that. than that. Yeah, yeah. And Uncle Alvin didn't have anything to do with those. Actually, so. you know, he brought the first ones <laughs> over. You know, he it was a mistake. You know, he he thought he was buying. You know, he thought he was buying real elephants because mm-hmm. he figured they'd be great for farm work and stuff. You know, pulling wagons. Right. And he got these little pygmy guys, and all they were good for is tripping over. <laughs> he kicked them out. There's, there's a wild herd of them running somewhere there in West Texas. With but they weren't. They weren't afraid of mice. No. They're about oh, as big as mice. <laughs> no, no, actually, the mice liked them. They wrote that mice would ride them. Yeah, yeah get up, Billy. All right. Oh boy, get up, Billy. That's Mickey. Mickey, there, you know, Mickey Mouse. We got nothing happening on today's program. Actually, I, stuff. Well, yeah, you got stuff, but you know, I, 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 I on the, have on the, fun today. Yeah, on the Facebook um, photo that uh, I always try and include there for promoting the show. I used one that I I just love because it's a work of art. I put it together. That's why I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Hoppy and uh, Charlie King uh, pointing revolvers through the window, and I said, "Hey, whenever Hoppy and uh, Charlie King drop by, you got to have some coffee or something stronger." Yeah. And here we are. Well, Charlie <laughs> would have the stronger stuff. Yes, he would. And, and Hoppy, and he'd have the sarsaparilla. Uh, he'd have a sarsaparilla, and when, when you well, weren't looking, he'd have a Shirley sarsaparilla. Yeah, when you weren't looking, he'd have the rest of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, that's what it's all about today. Is um, hey, it's like a Seinfeld program. <laughs> uh, I got nothing, you know. I, I've been watching silent movies. I really enjoy them. Um, Bunker got me a, a silent movie that we watched last week. It is not a Western. Um, by golly, they made other movies. Uh, it's uh, the 1925 version of The Wizard of Oz, and it was great. But it was shot in Western Oz. It was, well, I don't know where it was shot, but the, the it, I think it's a lot better than the uh, Judy Garland or, uh, well, you know, can, Oz, uh, it was in Kansas, and Kansas was part of the Western movement. Yeah, okay, so I guess it would have been the West. But, they had a tornado. Yeah, and uh, watching bunches of silent Westerns because, you know, that's the foundation of what we have today, uh, all those silence. And uh, William S. Hart, Harry Carey, 
Hook Gibson, uh, Bronco Billy, Tom Keen, Tom Keen, uh, Art Mix, Buffalo well, Bill Jr. Well, the, some of the real the real art the real art mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, mix. they are. I mean, they're ju- they're they're so good because I, I I just like them. Well, you know what what it is too is, is you're seeing the foundation of, of where and how it started. Yeah. And you're seeing stuff, you know, it's like when they talk about, uh, what was it, Iron Horse, you know, mm-hmm. that the cliches that it set, it, it created most of the cliches. Because if you're seeing that, you're seeing stuff that wasn't part of the Western genre because it hadn't really developed those little little ticks yeah. that it has now. Yeah. yeah, so what have you been watching, Todd? Well... well uh, you know, I'm I'm always bothering her in some way or another. We 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 spent the day uh, doing projects around the house, and <clears throat> then we made cornbread. And um, uh, I'm taking she and Danny out to dinner tonight to celebrate and thank them both for uh, the um, construction work he did at her house. She is now going. We're 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 she is now uh, installing a. Uh, tough shed there, mm-hmm. and uh, so I can put some odds and ends in there. So, so, so he, uh, Danny finished all that, huh? Well, he 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 laid the uh, cement pad, mm-hmm. and he did a beautiful job. And now we're going to have a tough shed delivered. And, Excellent. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that. So you know, I'm kind of lucky. I'm 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 pretty uh, I'm pretty happy. But uh, you know, what I'm most excited about is the fact that. Uh, Kevin Costner's first of his four films is coming out, which uh, is why he's leaving or has left Yellowstone. He's got four different westerns that he's going to make, and they're all inspired by him seeing how the West was won when he was nine years old. So we got four westerns on the horizon. (laughs) Have you seen any previews yet? I saw a bunch of yeah, I saw the previews of the first one, and I sure do like it a lot. Great music. Do you think Costner is the uh, the the next? I don't even know who who to compare him to, but I mean, you know, compare him to himself. Well, okay, but I mean, he's he's not doing any other genres that we know of, at least, and uh, concentrating mainly on the West. Um, I think who I, else did that? John Wayne did that. Uh, well, uh, as did Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck did it, uh, and, and Sam Elliott did it, uh, where they made a string of them, uh, a large body of their work. But you know, Costner was <coughs> saw how the West was won at the Cinerama Dome mm. when he was nine years old in '66, and it made a huge impact on him. When he received his award two years ago at the speech, he said that. He said, you know, um, I, he just couldn't thank the film enough and what an impact it had on him. And I, I think he wants to get those out of the way. You know, he had a hit and miss with Wyatt Earp. Um, he definitely had a hit with uh, <coughs> um, the other one with Annette Benning and Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone? Um, no. No, uh, you know the feature film. Uh, oh, you know, talking open range. <coughs> open range. Open oh, range. So it's his best. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think he's he's he wants to get those out of the way. Well, he doesn't want the the you know the day to come to where he can't make movies anymore and he can't have made those. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want any missed opportunities. So. Um, that's to me is very exciting because it looks great, and I think he does a quality product. He definitely does. Well, yeah. you know, I think I think something happened too when he when he's because he's he's always had a, a touch with the westerns, but when he started doing Yellowstone, uh, something happened. It was like I see a change in him, mm-hmm. and it and it came through in the character. And I'll tell you that 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 John Dutton character is, I think. Uh, for the 2000s is the most iconic western character that's come out in the last 10 20 years wow he's just well i i can't argue with that i can't i mean you know it is king lear in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um uh and it's uh so we can look back to other king lears such as donald crisp and the man from laramie 
or we can look at uh, mm-hmm. the Patrick Stewart with uh, uh, King of Texas, and um, you know there are so many that touch on this theme. But the difference here is is that <clears throat> I think Costner looks you know he looks the part. He knows how to sit a horse. Um, he knows how to handle a weapon. And I think that 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 adds to the authenticity of the of the character and the and the product. Well, the inhabitants, because you look you look at the John Dutton character, and the way the way he moves, the way he looks when he looks at something, the way he pauses, the way he speaks, it's just like you know you go you know if you had if you just came on it and you didn't know anything about him or the show, you'd just think. Is that is that is that a real guy, or is that an actor? Because this right. guy sure seems real. <clears throat> well, it has played several bad guys over the last oh, 10, 20 years um, that people didn't like. You know, uh, uh, well, the Texas Ranger thing, guys. The Texas Ranger thing he did with Woody Harrelson, which was outstanding. But it well, did, no, it that's did. great. That's great. And that, but Absolutely. a lot of people didn't go for it, and I thought it was wonderful. No, I'm talking about he played a serial killer in one, where oh, he's a yeah. husband, and he gets the new wife, and this one or that one. But, you know, I think it just showed the range of his acting ability. But I love a film he made about a um, a widower who uh, whose daughter... Uh, is a drug addict and she dies mm-hmm. and uh, he inherits the child and uh, um, she's of mixed race and uh, he's wealthy he lives in a very nice home in the Palisades or Santa Monica or Pasadena or somewhere like that big home and it's just the two of them and he's got plenty of money and resources and you know he just he loves this child to death and he and he is not he's going to try to He's going to try to make up for his shortcomings as a father. Mm. He is what he feels like. He feels he failed his daughter to allow her to become a drug addict and die. So he's going to make it up with the granddaughter. And the granddaughters, you know, the the father's parents and family and cousins, even the father, come back and they want to be involved. And he's like, wait a minute. Uh, It's not that easy. It's not that simple. You're talking about the life of a human being here, and I'm the one entrusted with it. It shows his depth and his range. He really, it, I think he's a very good actor. You know, another actor that we might uh, consider like that is Piers Brosnan. Yeah. When he yeah. he did, uh, I mean, he was a uh, he was uh, son son uh, the, the, yeah. the Texas Rising. No, no, was yeah. was it te- no, was Texas <coughs> well, that was, No, it was the son. I think it's called the son, but the it son. is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Texas Rising, and he's yeah. very good in that. Role. Oh yeah, yeah, very very you know? good. I mean, you know, I mean, he's a guy who was. Uh, uh, who was the spy? Uh, Bond. At one he was point. Bond, and he was Remington Steele before yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> Remington you know? Steele. What, what, a, what I mean, a goofus! <laughs> you know, yeah. I, yeah well, you, you, that you, role is what is what Bond, the Bond people, Broccoli, wanted him to play Bond because of that role. Mm. But they wouldn't. Let, NBC wouldn't let him out of his contract. Wouldn't let him go do the movies. I'm trying. To so think. he kept pushing. But if you really want to. See an acting depth of Bronson, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Go watch uh, the Taylor, uh, the Taylor of Panama with Jeffrey Rush. He's fabulous. Well, there's one. I'm I'm fighting my head for the name of it, and the, the, the co-star was the Scottish actor, uh, Western in Winter in the Snow, and. Oh, that's Liam Nielsen in Sarah yeah, Liam Falls. Nielsen. Yeah, oh, that's a very well-made film. You know, I'll tell film. you the best part of me for that film. It's a line that's been stolen from so many great westerns, of a group of guys who are on the trail of somebody, and <clears throat> there's two guys that are kind of hanging back. They're brothers or cousins, and finally, one day, uh, one of them says to the other one, "You know, uh, I just think." I just think we got to get out. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And they they turn around and ride off. And yeah. when the leader finds out they're gone, he's like, "Let's go after him." His son, <laughs> sons of sons of bitches, and they're like, uh, <clears throat> "It's uh, snowing. <laughs> Can you find their tracks? Uh, we can't see in front of each other." Yeah. And, what was that, Richard, you know, Richard Lauder? Was that the guy that, that, that was kind of the guy that was leading Nielsen on the, on the pursuit? 
I, uh, you know, it might have been. Yeah, okay. it might have been. You know, it's a well-made film, and you're, you know, you're rooting honestly for both of them. Yeah. Um, one's a bad guy, one's a good guy, but in a lot of ways, the good guy becomes the bad guy, and the bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, it becomes the good guy. You feel for him. Well, you know, you look, you look, you look at the Brosnan character, and. The reason he becomes a bad guy is because he's carrying out his duty in the Civil War, and he burns down this Southern sympathizer's house. Unfortunately, the wife dies in there because she goes back in because yeah. they, when they did it, they forgot the baby. They didn't. The guys didn't know there was a baby, in there. Mm-hmm. and he comes yeah. back just in time to see to see his wife die, and right. you know, and that well, he wants <coughs> revenge. Yeah, but as he but, should, as but, he should. But Bosnia, uh, he he's so racked with guilt that he does actually. If you look into it, he deserts and goes west. Yeah, he does, and you know this is the same thing we see in oh, oh, Josie Wales. Um, you know, it's the yeah. same theme in a way that we see in the Searchers, the guilt of the survivor, and uh, it 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 sometimes can be more powerful than the powerfulness of hate. All right, on that note, fellas, we got to do our commercial break here. First one. Oh, uh, commercial break. I know. I love it. It is Abel Franzi's Voices of the West with Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Keep your hand on the desk, Gorman. I thought I told you to stay out of town. Listen, you three, I don't mind being ambushed. Sometimes I think it's fun. But I don't think it's fun when there's a lady along. This is the Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. And, uh... Rule number three, never ambush an hombre when the girls are around. <laughs> it was the pride of Dothan, Alabama, Johnny Mac Brown. Uh, yeah, I got right. the movie, but uh, hey, it was a good movie. Anyway, some lamplighter music there for you. The pig hoed down here on uh, Voices of the West. And, um, it, yeah, I already introduced us. You know, fellas, you can tell my mind is slowly going away, and um, it's on vacation. When when you get there, (laughs) will it take me with it? I I got a bag packed already. (laughs) 
Well, when you look me up, yeah. wherever it's going. Yeah, I don't even know where it's going anymore. Uh, okay. Oh, make All it right. up. Yeah, I, I frequently do. So, what else we got going well, on? Well, I've got I've got Bunker's Bunkhouse Bookshelves. Oh no! This is a, book a new report. feature. A new feature, a book <laughs> report. You know me, I'm always looking for something to sabotage the show. Of course. Okay. Well. Okay, there, kiddies. <laughs> Let's saddle up and take a ride back to 1965. Already then. That was the year Ace Books Incorporated published Hoss Loot of Kitty Cat Ranch. Hmm. What a title by Tom West. It was in a double edition paperback. And I hope you remember those. Those was neat. You you pay your quarter and get two paperbacks. Yeah. And one of the interesting things is one of them would be, you know, like an established writer, but the other one on the other side would be a first publication of it. Ah. It might be a famous writer or just some guy yeah, getting yeah, started yeah, out. Yeah. But one of them was always you knew it had never been published before. Anyhow, going on with cool. it. After a bad winter ranch, after a bad winter, ranch hand beer Mur- Bill Murray not the actor, uh, himself. Uh, I like beer Murray. <laughs> beer Murray. Okay, we'll go back here. After a bad winter, ranch hand Bill Murray thought himself lucky to be mucking out stalls at the Willems livery stable in Bitter Creek. When the sheriff deputy tells him about a job at the Kitty Cat Ranch in the shadows of the Black Kennel Kiwas, he is also learns the ranch is better known as the suicide spread Uh-oh. as there is a long line of punchers getting killed after only a few days. Well, now. The squatter at the ranch is only a part of the problem. The flash from a rifle barrel or spyglasses from a ridgeline above the ranch is another riddle to solve. Mm-hmm. Arriving at the ranch, he finds the only person there is a dead half-breed. The pot is soon to boil over when buried gold from a renegade outlaw band and an attractive Mexican senorita named Rosina, uh, a rancher's daughter, a rancher's daughter, Phyllis Hutton, a Spanish Don, a Pinkerton man, a deception, gunfights, fistfights, a near-hanging, just what it takes to make you hunker down and enjoy a good read. And just for a footnote for all of you snobby guys out there, this was published in France as Le Ranch Mordet, translated The Cursed Ranch. Interesting. Yeah, I thought, you know, well, I had something. We'll add a little cultural aspect to it. And I have a biography of the writer here. All right. I'm going to go into that. Okay. This is, this is interesting. Tom West was a Western writer. He uh, specialized in ace double Westerns. Uh, was, like I said, okay, okay, West Books and Humor. Uh, he was really an Englishman named Fred East. And East went, <laughs> East went West. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, he served in the British Army during World War One and was badly wounded on France's barren battlefields. Returning home, he had a manuscript of a war novel in a dirty kit bag. Now, this is a, f- a familiar story with a lot of guys coming back from the wars. Yeah, you had all kinds you of things in your kit Kurt bag. Bonnie got it out. Yeah, you had all kinds Anyhow, of things in your kit morning, bag. The next morning, he woke up to find his mother, who was a clean freak, oh, uh, no. and uh, the <laughs> cleanliness is next to oh, godliness, no. had burped the kit bag and all its contents. Oh. Well, a few a little while later, East, now West, <laughs> moved to the U.S. to regain his health and seek out adventures. Uh, he had a series of hard scrabble jobs. Uh, he worked as a choreman, a teamster, a puncher on some California ranches. Later he worked as a reporter, freelance writer, and book editor. In 1944, at 59 years old, he published his first full-length novel. He went on to write more than 60 more. Uh, he also published under the name Peter Field, and he, the Peter Field stuff there was a whole bunch of guys who wrote those. That was mm-hmm. a house name. And I loved him when I was a kid. It was the Powder Valley uh, series. He also wrote under Rory Manning. There's actually 67 known novels, maybe it's a few more. Uh, what do we got here? Okay, I got a quote from the Phantom Pistolieri. This is kind of neat because it shows kind of what his writing style was like. After Ranch House, Barnes, bur- uh, Blacksmith Shop, and Wagon Center burned to the ground, we read, 
Wow, said the foreman, wryly. There's less cover for the coyotes. <laughs> that's his, that's Tom West for you. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back to him later if we want to move oh, on. Oh, goodness sakes. Well, okay, I'll get killed in order. He published a lot of ace doubles. Uh, they had, a, or they did that. His books had first fast action and old-fashioned romance and his language. He had a way with stuff. Here's a quote from another one of them. Uh, this is the guy coming into the bar. He's just bushed through the bat wings to lamp and plug the deadly Sinewinder who beefed his park. Ooh. There's a lot of lot and some of strong words. There. Strong words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. I like this. This is from Gallows Gulch, 1964. And young Bill Murphy discovers two men hanging by their necks from the branches of adjoining trees. And it goes here. This is describing the scene. Nerves taut, scarce breathing, Murphy moved forward on stiff legs, slid out his bowie knife, reached up and severed the taut rope from which the nearest body dangled. His father's remains fell with a heavy thud. Then he cut his brother down. Ooh. That's that's tough writing. Boy, I guess, huh? Yeah. All right. That's good. Good stuff. Anyhow, I recommend I recommend his work. I've read. I, I remember reading him a long time ago, and then I read this one a couple of years ago. Okay. And the title is one of those ones you almost go, "No, I ain't reading that." <laughs> but that's you know, half the time the titles have nothing to do with the books anyway. Well, back, yeah, back I mean, you know, the thirties and forties. Right. Yeah, especially with a kitty cat ranch, right? <laughs> well, it's so neat though, because he gets to the ranch, right? And there's nothing there but the dead half-breed. And then out of nowhere, here comes the Mexican Spitfire, and she's trying to kill him. Because mm. uh, she she's been digging up the place looking for the gold. Mm-hmm. She's been married to the Mexican guy who had taken over the ranch mm-hmm. that had belonged to an outlaw gang. And, you know, <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the stuff. He, you know, he takes off. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is, he's not... He's not the brightest buckaroo. People, you pull, you know, they pull the wool over his eyes and lead him on false, false trails. You know, right. and he mistake, he may, he, he, he trusts the wrong people. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it, but it's fun. All right, good enough, good enough. Well, uh, what's the name of the book again, Bunker? Uh, Lost Loot of Kitty uh, Kitty Cat Ranch. All right. Or if you want to read the Finch the Finch version, the Cursed Ranch. I think that's a better title. Yeah, probably. (laughs) All right, we're going to do our next commercial break here. I'm Emil Francis, the Voices of the West, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. We'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304 The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yosemite Sam! Yeah, Yosemite Sam! 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 Yosemite
John Abel, Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Booker to France, Todd Roberts with you, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch. And um, you know, that's my guy, Yosemite, man. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> know, I just, I just realized something, you know. Uh, oh, our host here, he, he's building a dude ranch empire. Yep, Russell he is. Through. He is. I think he should open a kitty cat ranch, dude ranch. <laughs> Although that sounds like something that should be up in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. Bunker, are you trying to get us disinvited from the West Side Ranch? Is that what you're trying hey, to do? You never, because I haven't gotten to go there and stay there yet. Try not to say this until I've come there and stayed. Hey, you know, <coughs> now, Russell is a is a, a worldly man. He is. And I think, I think he... He, he, he would turn that into a, a, a money-making process. Hell of a business, no yeah, question. He's a, he's a worldly man, and he also has a wife. Yes, he does. So, and how long do you think she's going to let that go? <laughs> Don't go there. All righty then. So, uh, before we went to air, uh, Bunker was reading, what was that, uh, tra- the... The farm, the farm. No, 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 no. Oh, preservation. No. no. Oh, Western Clippings. Western Clippings, Boyd Majors' publication. Oh, yeah. And there was a very interesting article in there uh, about uh, Tom London. Tom London has been a he was a B movie actor. um, Usually played a henchman, sometimes a good guy. Later on, he would play a sheriff in in television series. But uh, by and large, he was a a henchman, be it either in the westerns or in the gangster movies. And a lot of serials. And a lot of serials as well. But the number of movies this man is credited with is how many, Bunker? Over 2,000. He's considered the number one working guy, you know. And, you know, if you think about it, he was on uh, Great Tra- the Train Robbery. The Great Train Robbery. Yeah. That, he did that, a and silent movie yeah. in 1903. And, and so, you know, I yeah. guess you get an early start, I guess you could do that. <laughs> for sure. You can't do it today, that's for sure. Yeah, I know, but, man, Todd, can you think of anybody who's done over 2,000 uh, as two thousand credits to their name in, no, in movies? No, no. It's just it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, I, I remember reading that uh, somebody had done three hundred films, and There's I thought a lot of those guys. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there were a lot of them. I mean, I don't know how many Larry Blake did, but I would ha- venture to say that he's pretty high up there, the great Larry Blake. And I would also have to say that Elijah Cook would be high, mm-hmm. have to be high mm-hmm. up there. Um, both were just consummate artists who understood the craft. And, you know, if you don't know who Elijah Cook is, uh, go watch uh, Maltese Falcon. Uh, go watch Electric Glide and Blue. Oh, yeah. Go watch uh, the episode of Gunsmith, Gunsmoke, where he, Matt Dillon, <coughs> goes to a, <coughs> a town uh, looking for somebody. It's not his town. And... Um, just countless films. My yeah, God. Yeah. Just so good. Uh, the Big Sleep. Mm-hmm. He's so good in The Big Sleep. Mm-hmm. Jeez mm-hmm. Louise, he's so I'm good. I'm glad you um, mentioned that one. There, there was a film back, there was a TV show on back in the 60s, middle 60s, and the premise was uh, basically death scenes in gangster pictures and they would show the, they might show a little good book they would show the death scene and Elisha Cook it was the consensus that his death scene was the best he gets shot in this one thing he's got on the you know the top coat mm-hmm. he gets shot and he takes a couple of steps back to the wall and it just looks like he's just shrinking inside that, oh, that, that yeah. top coat I mean and then he, of course he dies but it was you know, dying is an art form in mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Some guys do it. You know, yeah. You know, Royal Dano in uh, one of the Robert Taylor things, he gets shot by John Cassavetes, and he's got shot. He's laying there in, in the dirt, and there's a little river of, of where the water is run down, and it's mm-hmm. like mud, mm-hmm. and he's like plowing it with his head, his face. You know, how you, you, you mm-hmm. uh, cramp up when you get yeah. shot. Yeah. And it just, you know, you go, wow, that's a, you know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Warren Oates is another one. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, God. Warren Oates. My God. I, you just can't. 
How many gun smokes? Really? <laughs> I know. <coughs> how many gun smokes? How many? Yeah. <coughs> how about Will Penny? Oh. How about the Wild Bunch? Yep. How about the uh, <coughs> the Magnificent Seven ride? Uh, the uh, uh, you know just uh, how about Tulane Blacktop with James Taylor mm-hmm. and Dennis Wilson? Directed by Monty Hellman, the great Monty That's Hellman. That's a hell of a movie. Neil hell of a on, movie. Neil worked on that one. He worked on uh, Ride the Whirlwind, the back to back. Two of the two of the greatest movies. Ride the Whirlwind. He's 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 in it too. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, just Warren Oates is just so good, and there's a there's something about him that has a there's just this there's like this grit that he has. Mm-hmm. Like in the end of the Wild Bunch, you know uh, when he and uh, his brother uh, uh, <clears throat> Ben Johnson are arguing with the prostitute and uh, over the money, and they're both just arguing. She doesn't even speak English, and, right. and she's crying, and she's got a little baby there, and they're oh, haggling God. with her, and he's just putting up two fingers, and he's going, "I said two. I told you two. It's two. Don't you see the both of us here?" Is one of us invisible? <laughs> and 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 you know they're haggling over this. And oh, William Holden walk. William Holden walks in the room, and he and, and they just look at him like, <laughs> "Yo, what's up?" You know, we're 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 arguing with this this senorita here. <laughs> and Holden just looks at him, and you know they're both kind of like haggard and yep. drank too much. They're yeah. hungover. They're both worn out and. Holding goes, let's go get Angel. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <clears throat> Oates just, his posture changes, mm-hmm. his face changes, his shoulders go back, and his chest pops out. His pride and he goes, returns. Yeah, his pride returns, and he's like, all right then, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And they just start taking that long walk, you know, and it's just... Golly, it's just so good. But Oates, just no matter what he did, he always, he always found the character. And I'll tell you, somebody else who was like that was Claude Akins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Golly, he's good. I mean, uh, yep. uh, uh, a man named Sledge, or uh, uh, the one of the sequels to the Magnificent Seven, um, and so many good. others. Just playing good. Uh, the Devil's Brigade. <laughs> yep. <coughs> so good. Well, you know, it's funny because we we got so many of these. I call them Richard Jekylls. They are just so yes. good. They're so steady. They're you know you can count on. And it's almost like you're sitting there watching the movie. They come on, and all of a sudden you know this is going to be good. Well, they're 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 utility players. They're journeymen. And that's and that's they the they they. Well, yeah, the, and they live and by that the the code that Stanislavski, the great teacher. The Russian teacher back in the last turn of the century who <coughs> is basically the the father of modern acting who said there are no small parts, there are only small players. Yeah, Billy Barty, yeah. Well you yeah, know, I've Shirley been, Temple when she was little. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've got a couple of of people who passed on here that we Probably could remember him for a moment. Phyllis Coates was 96 when she wow. passed away. When when, when did she pass? Uh, that was back in October. But you know you, you, you don't hear, but you know, they don't talk about these. You know, uh, Beyonce strap breaks on her dress, and, yeah, right. and the whole world knows it. You get somebody like Phyllis Coates. Phyllis Coates was, was awesome in so many. Uh, uh, Have gun will travel. Uh, she did serials. Yeah, she was. She was the first oh, Lois Lane in the yeah, movies. Yeah, you know she had. She was lots she was awesome. of credits. That's a credit. And then Don Murray passed away. Yeah, and I, I had the opportunity to work with him. He was an interesting man to watch, and he was. I, I did a little reading on him, and he was a, a conscientious objector. Really? Yeah, he's Quaker. Okay, and. But he worked. I'm trying to remember. He did. He worked with some organization that, you know, was involved with uh, refugees and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it wasn't like it wasn't like he ducked out of his responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. He just he just wasn't able. To, and you know, 
he was in, he was in the rose tattoo on Broadway. You know, he was nominated uh, for an Academy Award supporting actor for Bus Stop. Well, I have uh, I have one of his movies on the list to uh, get to, uh, From Hell to Texas, yes. 1958. Moore, yeah. And uh, so, haven't got to it yet, but uh, you know, yeah, and you know, he, he did he did a bunch of Louis Moores. He did From Hell to Texas, These Thousand Years. Hills, Kid Rodello, One Foot in, foot in Hell, and you know, and he did that, uh, which was real interesting. The TV series, The Outcast, with Otis Young. Mm. This was the first time you had. This was, you know, the first black guy co-starring after Bill Cosby on mm-hmm. on, the, on the, the, that show. But it was you, you had the two guys that are heroes that. They don't like each other. They get they they get in the fight at the drop of the hat with each other. In fact, the bad guys half the time are going, "What's going on? These guys, you know, they shouldn't be shooting at us. Why are they beating each yeah, really, other up?" Really, really. But it was really, you know, and it was an interesting show because it was ahead of its time. It's a shame it didn't last. Yeah, some bean counter probably thought yeah. it would never. Uh, oh well, do you know. Yeah. Well, Ryan O'Neill, he passed. Uh, you know, and right. I worked with him on uh, on uh, what was it? I don't even remember. Wild Rovers, and that's that's a good cowboy movie because okay. it's very it sure cowboy. is sure yeah. is Blake Edwards. Yeah, boy, that's a well-made film. You Louis know, Holden. If my you, God, if you talk about Blake Edwards, you know it's going to be a good movie. Well, you, you this, I mean, there that man that man produced so Pete many Feather. things. Yeah, he produced and directed so many things, started yeah. bunches of things, and he started out as an actor. Yeah, yeah, and wow, you know, well, he you just know, doesn't get the get the, the. Here's a great. He doesn't get the respect because he made comedy. Yeah, okay. You know, if he had made more serious films yeah. along the way, yeah. he'd get more respect. But yeah. you know, that's why Billy Wilder is thought of so well is because of his of his uh, his serious films, not his comedies, but. It's important to remember that 1960, The Apartment won Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, well, and, and and it's a tremendous film, and it's a poignant film, and it applies to this to this day. Yeah, talking about sexual harassment. Yeah, uh, and so on, and and people using people uh, that they can oppress. Yep. Well, here's a great story for you from Wild Rovers. You and they're doing the funeral scene for. Uh, uh, Carl Malden. Okay. We're all up there waiting, right? And we're waiting. And we're waiting. <laughs> and we're waiting. And we've been up there over an hour waiting, right? The camera's set up. Everybody's... Re- Finally, he comes up. He gets out of the car. First thing he says, I want to apologize, guys, but my wife showed up. And when you can spend time with with Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, was uh-huh. his wife. He says, why would I be up here with you guys? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was just humor. That's great. All right, we're going to do our final commercial break here. On Abel Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management, where we manage money for gun owners. When people turn 50, something miraculous happens. 
they start to get serious about retirement planning. They've done very well so far and want to be certain they power into the retirement they've earned. Let me guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Ed Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. You heard of my brother Snake. Only one lawman ever made himself time, Rocky Lane. Now you get any ideas of me tangling with Lane, forget him. I wasn't thinking about you. I was thinking about that brother of yours. Maybe he'd like to settle up with Lane. Like it? Yeah. He'd kill him on sight. That's what I had in mind. This is the Voices of the West. Come on and ride, ride, ride over the mountainside. When the sun comes around tomorrow to light up the great divide, we're going to reel and roll till we reach our goal. We are back on Abel Francis' Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Booker to France, Todd Roberts with you. And some Jimmy Wakely trio there. Ride, cowboy, ride. And a great Rocky Lane drop. Yeah, oh. it was, we were just talking <laughs> about it during the break. It was so I awesome. I don't remember what movie it comes from, but uh, hey, we, we we like Rocky Lane movies, despite yeah. what people may say about the man. He's much maligned. You know, when you start digging in there, you find out what well, uh, his westerns were really good. They were very good. They, you know, this is the funny thing about his westerns, is they would cost around thirty thousand dollars, and they would make around a half a million. Mm. Roy's would cost way more and make just a little bit more than what his did. Mm. So he was actually the top money maker mm-hmm, there for, mm-hmm. for Republic. So you had something there yeah, you I had wanted to one drop more, in? One more passing here. A friend of mine, a, a lovely man, I, I, I hated reading it, but Mickey Gilbert uh, passed away on February 8th. He was a member of the Stuntman's Hall of Fame. Uh, by the time he was 13 years old, he'd run just about every event in junior rodeo that wow. he could. Wow. And he turned pro three years later, so I was like 16 years old. Wow. He was a hell of a cowboy, a hell of a stunt coordinator. Well, he was a stunt coordinator on Junior Bonner. Mm-hmm. He did tons. He was, uh, I worked with him on uh, uh, pocket money, a bunch of stuff. Just a great, great guy. Uh He'd give you the it's it's a cliche, but he would give you the shirt off his back. Yeah, and he he looked out for the guys. Uh, he offered me jobs. You know, if anybody that offered me a job is okay. You know. <laughs> you're with down my, with my down in your book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, golly, golly, golly. All right, we got a few minutes left to uh, shoot the breeze here and uh, offer a poppy and uh, Charlie King some. Uh, Something well, a little stronger. you know, about us leaving, the, you know, ending the show early, it always reminds me <clears throat> of the Groucho Marx line, uh, 
No man leaves before his time, unless, of course, the boss left early. Uh, so, I think that should apply to us. Yeah. Is that most, fair? I don't think it's. I don't think it's too much to ask. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, I've I've got from last week's show when we were doing locations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the movie The Violent Men, which was shot up in the uh, Sierra Nevadas, the anchor ranch, which was the main ranch for Eddie Robinson, the wooden anchor above the entrance to the ranch was given to the owner of the real anchor ranch there in Lone Pine after filming was completed, and that is still there today. Wow, wow. It, that's tradition. Most excellent. Yeah. Most excellent. I've, Fellas, I don't know what we're doing I've got next T-shirts week. that old. I don't, <laughs> I don't doubt that. Yeah. Oh, here. The, the people out there looking, uh, watching can't see this. Okay. But I'm going to show a, pair, a picture of uh, Buddy Roosevelt on a rearing horse. Hey. Wow. He's, like, he's almost like up and straight up and down. I know he knows exactly what he's doing there. Yes, he does. And, and, you know... Too bad he wasn't a better actor. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you wonder because they were in low budget, quick, yeah. quickies. Yeah. Whether if they'd had the chance that some of these other guys mm-hmm. to, to develop, you know, look at Wayne. It it took him it took him a little while to to hit his stride, but once he hit it, he never looked back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, but it, it, you know, it took him a little while to figure it all out. Yeah. You know, and and. It's nat- That's natural. I mean, nobody, nobody hits the ground running and goes that way until the end. It's just it doesn't happen that way. So, um, it you got to have your ups and downs and cut your teeth and earn your bones yeah, and yeah. all the rest yep. of it. Well, I've, I've got a list here. Uh, this is from Boyd Major's uh, Western Clippings of. These are movies that you should avoid at all costs unless you've had two margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives the directors, it's like, Lonesome Trail, 1930, Charles Delaney, Canyon Hawks, 1930, Yakima. Right. Yak directed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. A lot of them. Buzz Barton directed Human Targets in 32. I'm going to skip it. Duncan Rinaldo did Trapped in Tijuana in 32. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I gotta find some of these. Yeah, because I watch them. I watch them so you don't have to. You know, <laughs> you never, you, you, you never know. I've got, I've got the the poorest taste in the world. I love these things. <laughs> My wife and I watch westerns on Friday nights now instead of Saturdays. That's smart. Yeah, uh, because we can get many more in than we could on Saturday, and you know we'll watch these things and it's like, my God, that was a terrible film. <laughs> Well, here's an but we watch it anyway. Well, why not? Just yeah, so you, you know that it is terrible. Neil and I used to call it burning them off. Yeah, yeah. There's here's a here's a list of the western shorts of Ray Whitley. That's a whole page of them. Wow. And he did a bunch of them too. Is that the current issue? Yeah, yeah. This is this one. You can. I got to get. I got to subscribe to. It's awesome. This thing there. Well, they only do two a year now. Uh huh. It's. uh, I think what here's it is on the back. It's uh, for all you folks out there. This is a little plug for Boyd because, by golly, this is. He's probably, if the back issues are. I've got tons of them, and they are just a, a treasure trove of stuff. But if you want to contact him, it's Boyd Majors at Western Clippings. A 1312 Stagecoach Stagecoach Road, Southeast, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87123, phone number 505-292-0049 or www.westernclippings.com. And look him up on his site. It's an awesome site. It's got back issues. It's got uh, a series of of uh, things that about 20 or 30 articles that Neil Summers did on the stuntman. It's got West of Silence. It's got the serials. It's got uh, the Cowboy Circus stuff. It's just his his breadth of uh, information is incredible. His research is oh, uh, yeah. uh, it's I, I can't think of anybody else who, his, his who does book, it. His book otherwise. on Gene Autry is the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost three inches thick. It's got great pictures. It's got you know everything he's done, you know, yeah. records. And then the new stuff is coming out on Autry all the time. They got a new gal yeah. over at the Autry Museum 
that is just going through every source, coming up with new stuff. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. All right, that's <laughs> that's all the time we have for today. Well, if you cleaned your glasses, you could see it. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, not when the Autry has gone woke, because... They did? They did. What did they do? I don't know, but they went woke. Oh, God. It's, it, you it's, know, it's a long it's story, just... and we don't have time to get into <clears throat> it. I'm a charter member. Well, you I know, have, I'm I sorry. So am I. That's... So am I, Bunker. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, to the club, but... Uh, That's sad. It is, it is. They, they very, very... There, there was a... Uh, I'll give you a little piece. If there was, Joanne Hale was still Michael, there, Michael F. Blake posted a picture on Facebook uh, uh, about uh, Squawman. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the camera and, and this oh he showed the script, and I replied to him that I got to see that and the camera uh, when Todd and I went to the Autry and Michael says that's not there anymore because they went woke because it's it's a squaw white man, playing man. Oh god! And on that note, fellas, uh, that's all I got for today here. Okay. 78, 79, ADO, Squaw Man. Come back. We miss you. All right, folks. So long. See you next <laughs> Talk to you next week. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.